This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ripple call in place. Ripple call in place. Ripple call in place. Everything he says is met with cynical skepticism, skepticism uh, from, you know, Skepticism, excuse me. Jeez, I just like. Nick Baugh criticizing Nick Baugh, I think, is a great... And, and stumbling over the criticism. The, scritis, the criticism of the skepticism. The, the skepticism and the stay safe in of the skepticism of the criticism. I mean, that's really, I, out, right out the Antonio Gates, your boy sounds like an idiot. Which is good. <laughs> this, is, this is good. Uh, I mean, do we... Where do we want to... Do we just want to get right into the fact that your boy... Your boy made two good songs to start the season. It's not it's not my fault. I did what I needed to do as an artist. Okay? I did what I needed to do as an artist. I it's like I made a great I wrote a great script and I handed it to some terrible actors and they weren't able to do what they hold up there into the bargain. All right. You had a recipe for a great meal. But the person in charge of cooking the meal could not read. And so yes. you had, you know, all you can do, you, you can only lead a horse to water. Exactly. You know? That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. Hey, Jay, how you doing? It's basketball season tomorrow. What do you like? Calm down. Sorry. All right. All right calm down. Uh, yeah. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Whipple call plays. You know, I mean, nominated for a Grammy. Mathis Cullen Sachs won the Grammy. Not true. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I don't know what a, I don't know what award show I missed, but it wasn't. <laughs> You're already giving yourself a Grammy. The boy was nominated. Is- I made two songs, two Grammy nominations, took one Grammy home. It's not my fault that, you know. Whipple doesn't do his thing for that chicken wing, and Mathis, fortunately, did not get a lot of sacks. So it's to that end, I suppose we should just go right to the polls because there are a lot of things uh, going on here, and the show does have, uh, I don't know if influence, but there's certainly some sort of hex going on with this show. And so uh, the polls, as always, are brought to you by Aaron Schumacher, Aaron Schumacher sets the gold standard in real estate, began a real estate career in 2007, provides clients knowledge to aid them in making the best real estate decisions on selling or buying in places like Omaha, Elkhorn, Gretna, Papillion, Springfield, Louisville, 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 Bennington, 
Valley, Waterloo, and the Utan Peninsula. <laughs> Text- Louisville and the Utan Peninsula. <laughs> Louisville and the Utan Peninsula. Crushed them both. <laughs> Text or call 402 714 I think Aaron was so nominated for a Grammy, too. I don't think Aaron was nominated for a Grammy. Oh, and neither were any of these songs. Because we asked which... <laughs> Someone said that my song, yeah, is getting really, is not getting enough criticism. Because in my song, I. <laughs> you proclaimed well, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Frost and Whipple are now my homies. Yeah. yeah. I just know we're gonna go nine and three. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to play from ahead now. Got me thinking that the Sooners we're going to beat. Because Venables is weird. True. Got to keep it real now. Got to get touchdowns when we're inside the 20. Need to compete. Because I know O-line getting the stance. Don't take no penalties. If we want to have a chance, can't keep settling for three. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know I love having McGee. Receivers got a chance. I'm like, yeah, with Trey Palmer, I do believe. And I say, yeah. Okay. I mean, you Mickey, saved yourself. I like Mickey, Trey Palmer. I mean, my song's actually pretty pretty good. Okay. Yeah. You, you got one Not thing right. Lie. You got one thing right. Have I gotten anything right? <laughs> I don't think I've Gentlemen, gotten... do I have at least one thing right? I'm tired of magazines saying black shirts aren't the thing. Take the average Husker fan and ask them that. The black shirts are back. So, Huskers, yeah. Huskers, yeah. defense got a good pass rush. Hell, no, rush it, rush it, rush it, rush it, rush, it. rush that quarterback. Mathis got sacked. Okay. I think, I think he got the, a half a sack yesterday. Mathis got half a Twitter, sack. Mathis got half a sack. It, we should have been. That was the alternate. That was song. like, do we like Mathis got sacks or Mathis got half a sack? The number of people who tweeted at the show, Mathis got sack or sacks after that sack. I, we retweeted yes. it from the show. I mean, come on. And then the other song that you sang, Mathis got sacks. And the other one was this one. Sky Frost back again. Yeah, number five and it's time to win. Mark Whipple because he talks about to make some noise. Hit the portal and we got the toys. See a Palmer over here, a Grant over there. Teddy P, pancake on your derriere. These three words, we just going in touchdowns. Whipple calling plays. Hit me. Whipple calling plays. Uh, Whipple calling plays. Dude. Whipple calling plays. Okay, and can we get Matt, Coatney, can we get Matt Coatney's reaction to, to that song? Matt, what are your Matt, thoughts? what did you... Uh, <laughs> I mean, not only the my favorite line was Teddy P pancake on the dairy air, and Teddy P got hurt and was <laughs> after you know out for Teddy like P, a Teddy P got hurt. He's out for the year. <laughs> Teddy P got hurt. He's out for the year. Teddy P to his nip. He's out for the year. <laughs> Teddy P pancake on your dairy air. Wow. So. The question was, which song deserves the most criticism? Mathis got sacks, Whipple calling plays, or yeah. Mathis got sacks in a runaway Jeez. 77% of the vote. Well, you know, when you win the Grammy, that comes a lot of <laughs> attention and criticism. You know, what, are you, my, what am I going to do? <laughs> so... Then we asked, you know, other important questions, which 
did need to be asked because people believe that uh, someone tweeted out that you are the cause. Uh, Nick Baugh parodies are the equivalent of the Madden curse. So we asked you, is that true? Are Nick Baugh parodies the equivalent of the Madden curse for Husker football? 87% said yes. That's unfortunate. It's hard to argue. All, it's unfortunate. We also asked, should Whipple be calling plays? 87% said no. Oh. Calling plays. Whipple calling plays. Whipple calling plays. Gosh. The hook to the song that's repeated a billion times. People are saying, no, that shouldn't happen. No, just a simple. Should the offensive coordinator call plays? Apparently that was going to end up being a divisive and, you know, a sticking point for people. Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> this isn't good. I think, I mean, do we, I like the one poll question. If Schick and Nick don't do parodies next season, will the Huskers win the national title? <laughs> That was a great one because people are saying, you know, they feel like we're jinxing it. So Zach tweeted, next year, no parodies and watch as Nebraska wins the national title. So we said, if Shikinick don't do parodies next season, will the Huskers win the national title? 51% said no. 49% said yes. I mean, if, if, we, if we, as a podcast, give Nebraska football a 49% chance of winning the title, I think we have an obligation to not do parody songs. I will say, our parody songs have a long history of jinxes and hexes. Do they not? We used to be so correct when we would do it. Because it would be, you know, we called I Smell 10 and 4. They were 10 and 4. Right. You know, when we would do those. So we, we did a great job of predicting the outcome. But maybe in, instead of doing instead of doing songs, we should not do parodies and just sit on our dairy, yeah? Yeah, Teddy P, pancake on your dairy, yeah? It's catchy. It is catchy. But what about even... We've had a problem with, you know, you in our very first Wisdom of Pants on the other side is Menelikult. I think Menelikult had like one catch that entire year. So you kind Correct. of, I, I believe yeah, we said, true. we like said Quentin Cast- Watson's offense would be great. Right. And they were terrible. They punted I, on a first and goal. I think goal. Quentin Castile running down the field. He's going to get a good postgame meal. We had to change Quentin Castile because he got kicked off the team. And I think for we, marijuana I, or something. Yeah, something like he got kicked off the team. Somebody, whatever running back, I think that's what it was. And I can't yeah, remember. It was Quentin Castile. I think it was a, a drug thing or something. Yeah, he, got the, he, he had a great post game meal. It was the Munchies. It was. <laughs> no wonder he had a great post game meal. But Quentin's really eating a lot over there. What are you eating, Doritos? Not saying a whole lot either. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> what are you listening to in your headphones, Quentin? Bob Marley? Interesting. He just he's cooling out. Okay. Not sure what's going on with this guy. So I don't know. Hold I on. don't hold on. I'm gonna find I have to find Wiz in my pants now. Quentin Caste running down the field. I think we had to change it to who did we yeah, change we did. it to? Battle frame. We are winning big. Mark Magino sweating like a pig. Roy Hallou running down the field. He's gonna get a great postgame meal. That's, That's right, Roy Hallou. We had to switch it. We we set him on his path. Quentin Castile, we cursed him, sent him down one path, and Roy down another. So I don't know. I mean, long story short, <laughs> there's no question that uh, that that we have had a uh, a big impact on things here. Other poll questions again, brought to you by Aaron Schumacher, Grammy Award winning Aaron Schumacher. That's right. <laughs> 
She was nominated with me. I beat her, unfortunately. She was nominated. Someone said uh, the off-the-rails moments are better than the serious, captivating discussions. We asked if that's true. 90% said yes. Okay. Well, again, I mean, what are we doing here? We we exist for the people. We have to not do parody songs next year, apparently, because if people want Nebraska to win a national title, if they don't, we'll certainly make another parody song for you. And then if people just want nonsense conversations, then we'll give that to you as well. Whatever you want. We'll do, we'll do whatever you want. Whatever needs to be done. You, we we did a read last week for the beanery, and you talked. We talked about Fairberry hot dogs with your coffee. We said, "Can you have Fairberry hot dogs with your coffee?" Fifty nine percent said no. Ooh. <laughs> Does Alyssa Harrington always try to bring every conversation back to North Dakota? Ninety percent said yes. Yep, we're just going with it. We're just going to go with it. We we don't have enough conversations personally with Alyssa, so we're just going to trust that Uncle Joe and Travis know what they're talking about. We take their word for it. Yep. Do you use your ring cameras and instant replay system for your children's outdoor sporting activities? 72% said no. No, that's unfortunate. I thought it'd be 99 and you'd be the 1%. I did too. Uh, this question, what is the best part of the original Coatney clip? Jay Foreman's analysis, Coatney's deep breath or the jarring nothing? Coatney's deep breath, 49%. <laughs> nothing got 47%. Jay Foreman's analysis... Got four percent. Understood. Totally understood. Yeah, the deep breaths really good. We had missed tackles because we had guys there. We just got to make the tackles. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairberry. There are two parts of that. One is uh, in the beginning, you can see he's about ready to jump in. We just didn't get off blocks and uh, make enough plays on defense. Period. I mean, you see, you can hear him. He's ready to defense. Period. I mean, it has nothing to do with. Oh, scheme. there's a fair bit I mean, of wind up in the there. Is fine. I mean, it, we had missed tackles because we had guys there. We just got to make the tackles. Nothing goes <laughs> better with Husker Sports than Fairberry. <laughs> Worst transition in a read of all time. Or the best. Or, or the, the best because we're talking about it. Was Alyssa silently praying Travis's story would end? 97% said yes. I, do you think we'll ever get a 100% vote? No. Probably not. There's been, that's, there's a been a, que- that's a good poll question. Yeah, put I'll that in that. a poll question. See if it'll happen. Because there's a couple <laughs> we, of questions I thought we I thought it would happen, but it's not happening yet. So, Will we get ever get a 100% vote? What do you think the percentages of that will be? 100%. Is all right, Travis, the new calm down? That's big shoes to fill. It's big shoes to fill. 82% said yes. Whoa. Facing some challenges. Some challenges in Arizona. All right, Travis. (laughs) All right, Travis. 82% said yes. Gosh. If Ramir Johnson had caught the wheel route with the Huskers have won a national championship, 76% said yes. yes. That'd be even higher if you voted it now with all the teams that lost this weekend. Come on, Ramir. Did, Tra- did Travis redeem himself with his from his snow story with his challenges in Arizona reference? 74% said yes. Yeah, I agree thought that. that was good. Yep. Was Kirk Cameron appearing on Full House a big deal? Sixty-two percent said yes. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. So, those are your polls. Brought to you by Aaron Schubacher. Yeah. A few more in there that uh, you can go check as well. Yeah.
how was your uh, how was your podcast with Bo it wrapping was... up? This is just a fun time for you guys, is it not? Just recapping games yeah. that are all the same. You know, I honestly we could have just replayed the Illinois recap. It would have all applied. You know, I mean, you said there, yeah, you got to lead early, yada yada yada. You lost. You know, yeah, yada yada. The best part. Oh, I mentioned the lead. I met this lawyer. We went out to dinner. I had the lobster bisque. We went back to my place. Yada, yada, yada. I never heard from him again. <laughs> so yada, yada over the best part. No, I mentioned the bisque. That's great. That's great. That's good. good. Quick time out here from the Chicken Nick podcast to tell you about Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. All you got to do, just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency, pursuant to CFL license. You know, a couple of things that I'm sure you mentioned. The quarterback situation, solid. And, you know, it seems like everyone's on the same page, which is good. I think somebody's a resurrect. The Arizona, the they need to send the Arizona guy to Ann Arbor and be like Harbaugh, hey Coach Harbaugh, Nebraska two quarterback system. What type of challenges does Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers present? Who? Smothers and Purdy. Oh wait, he can't score points. It's my bad. <laughs> that was nineteen ninety five. Oh, Arizona's got two quarterbacks who played a lot this year. Both started Scott and Foles, different type of styles. What type of challenges does that present? For who? Prepare for that. For Arizona? Arizona. I guess I'm not following the question. Play Washington. Exactly, my bad. <laughs> that was last year. <laughs> Still so good. Still so good. I mean, do we yada, yada, yada the 2022 season or what? I mean, I don't even know what to do anymore. I think that's pretty much uh, the case. So who's uh, what's the feel there locally? Who's going to be well, uh, the next head coach? I was I was under the impression that last week they were going to make an announcement. I, I had gotten text. Hey, we need you to uh, uh, can you come on the show? And it was, I won't say which one or which uh, podcast or whatever it was. Sports Center. Uh, because it sounds like they're. There might be there might be an announcement today with Mickey Joseph being announced as the head coach. And I said, no, he's not. I said, well, he might be, and we need you to record something. We need you to record it if he is the guy. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll teleport myself into a mental spot where he is the guy. So I recorded like you a 45-second or a minute-and-a-half thing on Mickey Joseph being the head coach, which, you know, this entity can run whenever it happens. I'm kind of putting my future in there in their midst. That's the audio yeah, version. I I, I, That's the audio version of like a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl t-shirt is pretty much what that is. So you're saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's interesting that you would go there. 
this this reminds me of just recording as many things as you can. You know, Mickey Joseph got eaten by a bear. <laughs> Gerald Ford was chopped in a little bit by the propeller of a commuter plane. Good, one take. All right, we got it? Uh, no, we got eaten by wolves. What? Now, come on. Just read it. Gerald Ford isn't going to be eaten by wolves. Taft was. Really? Taft? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, all right. Tragedy today is former President Gerald Ford was eaten by wolves. He was delicious. <laughs> so, you know, you got to record all these things just in case it happens yeah. and you're not there on the microphone, you know? Yeah, because that was last Thursday. Everybody was just, for whatever reason, the rumor mill was just churning. And people thought it was going to be Mickey. And then halfway through the day, that th- everybody thought it was going to be, not everybody, but a lot of people thought it was going to be Matt Rule was going to get announced as the as the coach because Auburn had popped open and all of a sudden he had to move on Rule. Uh and then, you know, obviously Thursday came and went and nothing happened. I don't even know. I, it's hard to get a sense. It feels like, I mean, Mitch Sherman, his and his headline and his story from The Athletic was initially... Calm down. That was the, that was the initial headline, but then it's been changed to his, his column after the game was, is this the end of Mickey Mania? Basically, does it feel like these last three weeks, in particular these last two weeks, was this the wi- the window for Mickey Joseph maybe as officially kind of closed? I would say that's the feel right now. I don't even know. I'm I'm kind of pulling that out of my you-know-what. I'm not sure how to quantify that, but it, it certainly feels like there was an opportunity. And you think about it, the Purdue game, Schick, if Ty Robinson tackles Aiden O'Connell one-on-one at the 50-yard line on fourth down, Nebraska's probably going to go out there and Trey Palmer's going to find a way to score and they could have won that game. Nebraska's up nine to six against Illinois. We know about the Ramir Johnson dropped touchdown or dropped wheel that would have won the national title and assured a, a victory. And then Nebraska's up ten nothing on Minnesota at halftime, and they go in the tank. And so it's the, these two for sure. Two of these three games right there for for Nebraska, and it doesn't happen. So it kind of feels like maybe the the Mickey Mania has has come to an end. Because I do subscribe to the school thought of what of what Mitch Sherman talked about. Apparently, I'm Team Mitch Sherman today on his column because I thought the same thing that if you're going to move on Mickey, you're going to announce Mickey. You probably want to do it sooner rather than later, especially because you know L's are about to come down the pike here. And so, I don't know. I've I, my whole thought midway through the week was I view and interpret silence during this time, whether it was this last week and moving forward. Silence probably means it's not Mickey. Do you agree with that thought? I kind of felt just that silence means they're not going to make any announcement until the end of the season. Like, I I don't, I guess that's kind of how I felt. Unless this team had gone on such a magical run that it can't be ignored, you know, then then maybe you're swayed by that. But I don't think Trev is going to be swayed by, you know, kind of the roller coaster of this season, whether good or bad. And I just might. Again, this is completely detached from the local scene. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're in Charlotte or Lincoln. I mean, I don't sound like I know any more than you being in Lincoln. Because I've bounced it off of people before, and and at least a a few people that I that are in the national media scope, their response has been, you know, what's the rush? And it feels like, well, what do you mean rush? It's been sixty days. It's like, well, 
that might be the case, but you're still in the midst of a season. So, you know, if you hire someone from the outside, you're going to disrupt this year. And if it's Mickey Joseph and then they go on to lose two or three more games, you're doing him a disservice by not allowing him, you know, the ramp up time of, of celebrating his day or, or whatever that is. Again, I don't think it's going to be him, but I think it's just the timing just didn't work. The reason you fired Scott Frost was to give this team a chance and to give yourself a long runway to hire a coach, not to make sure that it's done by November 5th. Sure. So, like, I understand the early signing period as well. That's a big deal. But this is a big deal. It's a big deal. But the season's going to be over right after Thanksgiving. So you're still going to have a few weeks. So I, you know, it's a four year decision, not a four day decision. So I'm just kind of trying to think, I'm trying to get into Trev's head, you know? Well, yeah, because I feel like I can, I can agree with that, but I can flip all of that and be like, if Trev knows, if he feels like Mickey's the guy, then I think, I think it behooves you to announce that sooner rather than later, especially with the uncertainty of this football team. Like, let's say right now he thinks Mickey's the guy. He knows it. And you let this season play out and they keep losing. It gets hard. Like, I just don't, I think the feeling of high, can you hire him after it, it's, it's, if he loses Would six in a row. people feel good about the hire if he loses the, the final games after the announcement is made anyway? I, that's right. I don't know. I mean, I think, I, that's why I felt like last week was the last moment of like the Mickey, the Mickey mania was still kind of rolling. And now all of a sudden it feels like the Mickey mania is slowing down. And so I don't know. I mean, I can, I, I see it. I'd see it a lot of different ways. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you sit there and go, yeah. what's if to, to play devil's advocate with myself of like, you know, why they're, they can let this season play out. You don't have to view and interpret silence as anything other than they're going to not announce a coach until the end of the year, whether it's Mickey or anybody else. Obviously they can't announce, Hey, I just want every, it's November 4th, but I just want to announce to everybody that Dave Aranda is going to be our head coach. Oh, whoops, Dave, you're still coaching. <laughs> right. You know, like right. obviously if it's, if it's a current coach and, coaching, you can't make that decision and announcement and, now. And maybe you're not, maybe, you know, Trev isn't able to have as meaningful of conversations as he would like in the throes of other people's seasons. And so you're just kind of letting this season play out. Not that you're not having conversations with intermediaries or things like that, but, you know, you go to, you know, last year, Brian Kelly, right? I mean, that LSU job was open and it took a while for them to fill it. And Brian Kelly becomes the guy. He becomes the guy after Notre Dame season is over, and it happened like that. No one saw it coming. Everyone thought it was Lincoln Riley going to LSU, which was never going to be the case. And I think because of the transfer portal, the transfer portal allows you to not be in the you better do it before the season ends or you better hire someone now. To your question about the Mickey thing, if it's Mickey, yeah, I also think you need to do your due diligence everywhere. So I, I also think you want to give the impression, again, I don't think it's going to be him, but I don't know, right? So, But if it were going to be him, are you still doing yourself a disservice by not at least giving the impression that you're conducting a national search? We haven't heard anything. Does that mean he's not doing a search? No, but... In the midst of a season, how in depth can your search be when you might be pursuing other head coaches? I don't know. Yeah, I I'd, I'd be so fascinated to know exactly. Like Lance Leipold still on my list. Lance Leipold, right? Still on my list. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't because you know this thing though is going to move quick. In that uh, I looked up the dates for like for instance, Frost when he was hired in 20, uh, 2017, he coached in the AAC conference championship game. He was doing the Nebraska press conference the next day. That's in theory 
how fast this could happen. Like if it is Dave right. Aranda right. or whoever, like he could coach for Baylor on the Saturday of the final of the and of, be announced and on be Sunday announced or on Sunday Correct. or Monday. And in all reality, I expect that. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I think, I actually think it's a bad look if. You get midway through it, like Black Friday comes, you get all the way till the following Wednesday or Thursday and there is an announcement, an announcement. I think that's a yikes to me. Yeah, I would I would agree that there would be something, there would be an announcement the, the, the Monday or that week following the regular season. It would make sense. Or, or, or the Monday, I mean, the Monday following championship, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Um, but it would have to be, it would have to be soon. You, you have to believe that... Uh, that something is in the works. I'm just amazed you're hearing nothing. It is amazing. You, it's, it's it's really amazing that because maybe Trev has told nobody, literally nobody, because he's seen what has happened not only in Nebraska but other places in the past. Where if you tell one person, oh, it's you're telling a hundred people, right? You know, because what did you think of Bruce Feldman? He he reported on Saturday on Big New Kickoff that the names he's hearing for Nebraska right now are Matt Rule. Jeff Munkin, Bill O'Brien, and Gary Patterson, which those are, other than Matt Rule, all of those are not the usual suspects that we've been hearing over the last, the the names you've heard a lot of are Lance Leipold, Matt Campbell, Dave Aranda, I mean, I suppose a little Chris Kleiman, but mainly those three, and none of those were in the ones, I'm not saying Bruce's information is wrong, Bruce would know a hell of a lot more than me or Twitter or a message board or whatever, but... Those are those are names outside of Matt Rule that you're like, hmm, really? It's funny because when it, I was texting with somebody uh, after Frost was fired, it's like, well, you it, you remember you fire the fat guy, you hire the thin guy, you yeah. fire the defensive guy, you hire the offensive guy, you, hi- you, hi- you fire, you fire the, the mean guy, guy, you hire the most, you hire the most organized guy ever. And that's Jeff Munkin, the head coach of Army. Yep, uh, Gary Patterson, you'd heard his name, but not to the level of what Bruce Feldman uh, was reporting. Uh, who else was on that? Who else was on that list? Bill O'Brien, Gary Patterson, Jeff Munkin, Matt Rule. That's what that's what Bruce Feldman yeah, reported on, on with his hit with Rob Stone on Big Noon Kickoff. So, you know, and I saw those and thought, whoa, really? Other than Matt Rule, I I, I hadn't really heard much about any of that stuff. But it's so stupid because, like, what are we? Whatever you've heard, what are we talking about? You know, like in some ways, what we've heard were the initial names we heard right away, and that that's what's so. I mean. Because I've had conversations with friends who'd be like, "Man, do you think some of the silence? You think you think Trev's having a hard time filling the job?" And it's like we are we have officially lost our minds in that you know it isn't just like anything in the absence and void of information or anything like that. People are going to fill it with nonsense, and I feel like we've officially gotten to where we're filling it with nonsense. Oh, Mickey's getting hired today. It's going to be Matt Rule. It's not Mickey. Trev's having a hard time filling the job. Whatever. I mean, we're all just making stuff up because this has been. This has been so silent for this whole time. Yeah. It's amazing. When man doesn't speak order into the universe, there's other voices fill it with chaos. And that's that's, that's what you've got here, right? You have to speak order into existence. And Trev isn't saying anything because he doesn't want to. Right. Um, there's nothing to say. Right. He doesn't have any news. And so he's not going to call a news conference to tell you there's no news. So people are getting restless. And I wonder, too, if Mickey Joseph's getting restless because who else puts out interest in mickey joseph than maybe mickey's agent if assuming he has one right like those kind of things when those things get floated 
for a guy who has never been mentioned for any other head coaching job ever. Yes. And that's getting floated based on what? Based on team playing hard? Based on, like, outside of Lincoln, I'm just not seeing it, only because he hasn't been on the radar before. So I could be dead wrong on this, but you could understand easily why someone in Mickey's circle might want to put the pressure on Nebraska to do something here. And for sure, why not float the idea that his name is connected to Arizona State? You know, take Mickey now or lose him forever. Yes, I, I totally agree. And I, I think it's a good point you make about because just like anything else, people people in Nebraska get caught in this their Nebraska bubble. And right now inside the Nebraska bubble, if it would be announced that Mickey Joseph is the is the coach, people in the Nebraska bubble would be like, oh, OK, yeah, that would that's something that that doesn't surprise me. I I was at I was in Lawrence, Kansas, calling Kansas's first exhibition game just a few days ago, and you know you had people kind of ask me about the coaching search, and I was like, you know, a lot of people want Mickey, and a lot of the people's reaction was, really, the, he's a serious candidate, like, and I'm just I thought that was it. I was like, oh, all of a sudden you get out of that bubble for a second, talk to people that aren't in that bubble. I think, and you you tell me, I think the national reaction to Mickey Joseph would be like, really? Yeah, because just like the national reaction to a lot of things in Nebraska is really, you know, with mm -hmm. Nebraska football, because it's just not, no one's paying attention because there's nothing to pay attention to. And so everything locally is a bigger deal. So you go, well, Mickey, we haven't heard from him. He's not. He's not doing interviews. You're not seeing, you know, nationally because Nebraska is not nationally relevant. And so it's a huge story locally. And, and people know Mickey, everyone outside of Lincoln. Nobody knows Mickey outside of those in New Orleans, those reading an SI.com story and those watching Big Ten Network. So, right. yeah, because and because like what Adam Rittenberg said last week on this show, on the on the segment that we ran, is that he just has not been a name mentioned in any coaching circles. And so a program like Nebraska, you would think, could get a proven head coach to come in there, pay him a lot of money, hire a good staff because he's hired good staffs before, yep. he's developed talent before, and has run a, a major program before. That's what Nebraska believes, and I think that's what people outside of Nebraska nationally believe. So, yes, to your point, I think if Mickey were announced as the guy, they'd say, I think you could do better. Why? Because Mickey hasn't been a head coach before. Right, right. And that would be it. So, yeah, no, uh, it's, but you're right, though. I do think that Arizona State, that, that whole thing getting planted out there, I think in some ways that was the genesis of the Thursday craziness. Where Because, oh, yeah. that, because I think that got, that got reported on Tuesday or Wednesday and... You know, when that stuff starts getting planted, you know, because uh, I'm with you. I, that sounds like Mickey Joseph's agent trying to put the press on Nebraska a little bit, saying like, because I also, there there are a lot of people that are operating under this understanding that it is a for sure foregone conclusion that any way this thing shakes out, Mickey Joseph is going to be in Lincoln next year. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's a total guarantee. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. And the interview I did with him, he said, I'm not afraid to move. We'll talk with my family about it, right? Because yeah. he doesn't know who the head coach is going to be if it's not him. He doesn't know. Unless he does know, and he's the best secret keeper in the world. Right. So, I mean, so I, I don't, I it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy time. It, it, it's a crazy time. This has been – I really kind of th – this coaching search, I guess there are a couple of things that have surprised me. It's like right when the announcement happens that Frost has been fired – I thought we'd have a lot more days like Thursday, 
a lot more rumors, stories, everybody on edge, something's going to happen today. And there's been none of that other than this one day. And then I think one of the things that is, I, I didn't think Mickey would make such a push to be a viable candidate either. So that has surprised me. So this coaching search in, in a lot of ways has gone not like I expected it to go. Just think about it, though. This coaching search has lasted longer than the one that wound up giving you Bill Callahan, and that one felt really long. Yeah. But there were no games going on. So I know. you've at least had the distraction of, of games, games and losses, a couple of wins. Sheesh. Uh, I saw this. Every Power 5 program yeah. since 2017 has been to a bowl game except Kansas and Nebraska. Now it's just Nebraska. Think about that. Think really that so that's something that Nebraska fans probably all need to say out loud. Because that would insinuate if if people didn't know anything about anything and and but they had enough base knowledge of the landscape of college football and you told them that they would go, "Oh, so then Nebraska's been the worst Power 5 program since 2017?" And you go, "Well, I I mean, based on that, I guess." Right? Vanderbilt has been to a bowl game. Northwestern has been to multiple bowl games. Indiana's been to a bowl Western has won the West, right? Indiana's yep. been Indiana's had a breakthrough season. Purdue competing for the West. Illinois right now is still atop the West. Rutgers. So Yeah. Pretty amazing. So it is. That's why when you know you're in the, the midst of this coaching search. Again, you're not selecting coaches, you're recruiting them. And that's what Trev is. And that's that's the thing about the timing of him being the AD is that he is the best salesman for Nebraska you could possibly have in a time where Nebraska needs a head of sales to recruit for sure. a head coach. Yes, yes. Because you know? the program ain't selling itself. Right. Because that's the one thing that's interesting. You know, we don't have to go over all of the SI.com story with, with Mickey Joseph, but it was one of the interesting quotes in that story from Mickey Joseph was, you know, we ain't chasing Wisconsin, Illinois, and da-da-da. We're, ch- we're chasing Ohio State. And it's like, you hear that quote, and and then you say the stats we just gave, and you're like, I mean, it, it's a little like, let's let's crawl before you walk here, dude. You know, if you chase two rabbits, you catch none. Yeah. Don't chase Wisconsin and Iowa. Chase Ohio State, so it can be game over. Right? Yeah, I, it's it's a he's not wrong. You know, I mean, you always want to be like, you know, you don't want to sell yourself short. Like, I just want to get a C in this class. You know, like you don't want to you don't want to have that be your mantra. But at the same time, in order to ch- I really believe this. In order to change your reality, you must first acknowledge reality. And Nebraska needs to acknowledge this this situation is pretty... I mean, again, look at that stat. No Power 5 program other than Nebraska. They're the only one. They've not been to a bowl game since 2017 now. Other than that, things are really good. Things are good. Things are, things are good. Really- Really, really good. A few games left. 
You know what? College football playoffs, election committee. We saw LSU beat Alabama this past weekend. We saw Georgia beat Tennessee. It looks like two SEC teams are going to get into this playoff. It just feels that way. Tennessee's going to be sitting out there as a one-loss team. LSU's going to be beaten by Georgia. So Georgia and Tennessee will get in. Winner of Ohio State, Michigan will get in. The other team will not. And then the other team could be a one-loss Pac-12 or an undefeated TCU. If it's a two-loss Pac-12 and a uh, one-loss Big 12, then we're having a conversation maybe about two Big Tens or three SEC. You know, that that could be, too. You never know. I just always want as much as, as much chaos as possible. I want this thing to be total, to, totally a disaster for the committee to try to figure out. You know what? If Ramir Johnson would have caught that wheel route, we'd have it. That's true. That's true. That's about it. I don't have anything else. Yeah, I don't I don't really either. Uh I mean we just had to recap the ridiculous poll questions of the fact that our songs are curses. That's it. That's all she wrote. Apologies for the uh the curses. The, the curses not the swearing, but the curses that the songs have led to for Husker football. Uh that's what happens. Mickey, what did you think about it? Thank you. Go big red. Okay, Tyler, what did you think? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know, I mean, nominated for a Grammy. Mathis Cullen Sachs won the Grammy. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> a Huda Media Production.